0: Welcome to Hell Ain't Complicated, a Supernatural fan cast. My name's Claire, and with me is my friend Beau.
1: Hello. Hello. Hello, Mr. President. Mr. President, I'm drowning. I'm drowning.
0: (laughs) We do this every single fucking time.
1: (laughs) I answer every single call um, from a friend with that. (laughs) Literally every single call. Every single one you'd think that people would you know start to get angry but <laughs> <laughs> at this point i guess they're just like you're still doing this you're still on this bit huh <laughs> <laughs> i admire the commitment
0: like it gets old but like that's the point it's supposed to be fucking annoying so
1: <laughs> exactly if you weren't fucking tired of me why would i even bother doing it god <laughs> Did I tell you I was I was doing D D and mm-hmm.
0: everybody was like gone or something. I my like feet were cold, so I was like, Oh ah, my little toesies. Oh no. Oh, my oh toesies god toesies need
1: socks.
0: <laughs> and then someone came back, they're like, What are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's oh goodness. So something yeah. kinda similar happened the other day. So I went over to my sister's house for um, dinner. She like went to the bathroom or something or maybe she got a phone call from her boyfriend. I don't know. But when she came back in the room, me, her roommate and my dad, um, the guests, um, were all like in an argument about um, what would be like the most um, effective tool to have buried with you if you... You know, had to dig yourself out of a grave. Oh my God. (laughs) And she's like, What the hell is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) I left the room for five minutes. (laughs) That was
0: my fault, but. Oh my God. We used to have cooler people working at my job. And we used to have wild (laughs) conversations about that all the time. Like, How would you murder someone? Or there was one night (laughs) where. We all got, stu- I am not kidding, we all got stuck on telling each other riddles. Like, I think <laughs> I and somebody else started it. I just was like, hey, you want to hear a cool riddle I found online, like, five minutes ago? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, "Ah, uh, oh, it's this. I'm like, nope. And eventually they got it. And then they sent it to somebody else. And it kept passing around. People kept sharing, like, the different riddles they knew. <laughs> Oh my god! It was, and then they started doing it to the day team, which started
1: doing <gasps> it as well. It was insanity. Just a game of riddle telephone.
0: It—that's literally what it was. It was crazy.
1: That's fun.
0: Riddles are really fun, though. Like once you remember one, then you start remembering others, and then oh my god, it all. <laughs> never talk about riddles with me, cause I'll start going crazy. Apparently,
1: I only know generic ones.
0: Yeah, none of mine are homegrown organic ones (laughs) they're all just like the the ones from the hobbit and
1: that's it and harry potter (laughs) and that one myth about the sphinx or whatever
0: yeah (laughs) so this week we are continuing the recap we're almost at the season finale i'm so excited we're only doing two episodes this time because i'm gonna do the instead of three episodes and then one episode for the finale which It could kind of work, but it's just easier to do two and two.
1: So this week we're just, yeah. Also, we're probably going to have a lot to say because John is in one of them, I think. Maybe both? No, I think just one.
0: The thing is, I have a lot to say about that episode, and only (laughs) a small fraction of it is actually about John. Oh. We'll get there. I have a whole thing. Oh my god. So we're going to do episode 19, Providence. Uh, April 13th, 2006, written by David Ehrman, directed by Phil Sagrecia. I can never pronounce any of these names. Dean and Sam read on the newspaper about a young couple slash in New York and decide to investigate. They disclose that the victims had just bought an antique painting from uh, 1910 in a beneficent auction, and when they check its provenance. Okay, I should have read through this. They find that three other families have owned that painting and have also been killed. Further, the head of the family had murdered his wife, sons, and stepdaughter with a razor blade. When the painting is sold to a local and she is also murdered, Sam and Dean, with the support of the daughter of the auctioneer, Sarah Blake, Queen, they disclose the truth about the killer, find out that it's a stepdaughter, and they destroy a doll, like, made with her hair. Which I
1: have questions about. <laughs> Honestly, like, as soon as they went to the mausoleum and, like, they had that thing where all the kids, like, favorite toys were preserved, um, and they were like, why the fuck would they do that? That's creepy. And Sarah, being the history expert, was like, oh, well, it was uh, in style, in vogue at that time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this is a secret tool that you'll need for later. <laughs> 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 Fucking
0: mousecatool. <laughs> How much body mass of yourself do you need to, like, be a threatening ghost or a ghost at all? Because, like, we live dead skin cells everywhere. Yeah. Not to go back to Harry Potter, but it's like the Horcrux thing. It's like, why didn't you just make one out of a rock from (laughs)
1: nowhere and just
0: throw it in the middle of the ocean? No one will ever find it. Like, how many of my dead skin cells have to be in proximity for my ghost to show up?
1: I'm sure that the reason why this specific doll was able to you know be a ghost because it was like a lot of hair not just like one I also think I think I'm not entirely certain but at some point in Supernatural they expand the lore to include like items that they were attached to that aren't necessarily yeah that's true like have their DNA involved so I think that's probably one of the things because it was a doll and it was also made from her hair I don't remember if they have done that yet but i'm pretty sure that is introduced at some point into the lore something of like extreme sentimental value
0: yeah that's probably pretty fair (laughs) makes
1: more sense
0: i just really like the idea of just like i get like one of those like one of those fucking foot pedicures where like the the fish like eat your dead skin on your feet and then (laughs) my my soul goes into those fish and i can haunt anywhere they go (laughs)
1: You get, to pos- you get to ghost possess this fish.
0: I want to so bad. That sounds so fun.
1: That does sound fun, actually. Honestly, <laughs> oh, fun. Um, what I did is I like just noted down any thought that passed through my tiny little brain when I watched these episodes. I remember what most of them mean, but they're also just very, very funny. Because my very first note for this episode is 10 mm. minutes to lock up. Question mark, question mark, question mark. How big is your fucking house? Question mark, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) This is all in all caps.
0: 10 minutes? I mean, they are rich people, so they do deserve to die inherently. (laughs) Granted, I was also like, oh my god, a straight couple that actually like each other. Oh, love that. Loving
1: the energy there.
0: (laughs) So the brothers, they find out about this couple that got killed. So they go. How did they get tipped off to the auction? I think the painting was, like, the only thing left in the house. Sorry, my brain... I cannot hold... I watched this episode, like, yesterday. I cannot retain memories at all. It it doesn't matter. What does matter is that Sarah Blake shows oh, up, Blake. and she's just walking down these stairs in this-, this gorgeous, form-fitting dress, and she's like, oh, this painting is very of this artist and sam was like i would say it's more of an american gothic and she's like oh, 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 oh. and i got really excited because i was like oh my yeah. god was, has sam been an art history nerd this entire time i got so fucking hyped <laughs> then he said later like oh i just did art history one semester to hit on girls like sam no you had a really cool personality trait for a second there
1: For two seconds, you had a little bit more of a personality that wasn't just, you know, revolving around your family angst.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) None of them have personalities beyond their family angst. This isn't a shot at, like, Sam specifically. (laughs) But come on, I love history nerd Sam. Just like any and all kinds of history, I think he would be into it. I think he's also just saying that so Dean will stop giving him shit. That is my personal yeah. <laughs> interpretation of that scene. Dean is like, oh, you knew this? And he's just like, "Uh, yeah, to hit on girls. Because most of the time, Sam does not yeah. give a shit what Dean thinks. But I think, personally, I like the idea that he genuinely enjoyed the class. So let me have this. I'm
0: absolutely with you. You know, sometimes your family just asks a billion questions for no fucking reason. It's just like, here you go. Here's the answer you want. I'm, d- I'm done talking about it. <laughs>
1: I loved, like, Dean trying so hard to wingman Sam in this episode. It was so funny. Like, parts of me were just like, he's still grieving, bro. Back off. But then it's also just like, (laughs) this is really cute and funny, though. He just wants you to be happy. And he thinks that it's his job to help you move on.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. I have so many thoughts about, like, my thought about this episode is this is, like, Like, if you're gonna get someone into Supernatural without spoiling it, this is, like, the perfect episode to do. It's, like, funny. It's kind of got some decent horror. I mean, it's still... Oh, my God. They still, like, have, like, the camera zoom in on the old woman and she turns (laughs) around and she's like... "Ah!" And then it cuts the commercial. I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. (laughs) The horror was almost there, but not quite. So, like episode's got humor it's got buck rock it's got a goofy motel room (laughs) it's trying way too hard to be horror it has good camera work it has emotional moments between the brothers and it has fun characters you'll never see again Mm -hmm. like the fucking librarian i loved him so much
1: yeah i there's so many one-off characters that were just so so good and i know it doesn't make sense for them to see some of them again but god
0: yeah i Wanted to listen to that guy's, like, true crime podcast so bad. He was just <laughs> delighted to, like, find people who care. And then even Dean was just, like, laughing and just going on with him. Just, like, ugh. Even he was like, I love you, and I will protect you with my life. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> but honestly, I kind of, like, I know that it was due to the time that this was created, but I love how often they go to local libraries. Like let's be real probably even in the later seasons you don't i don't think they do it as much but they probably should because you're not gonna be able to find local information just on the internet you just won't because people don't put it there people don't bother putting it there yeah for real because it's like what would be the point unless you have like one person who's super passionate about their area and like urban legends or other random shit you're not gonna find it on the internet you're gonna need to actually go to god i miss that i miss how much they go into like local places like libraries and like archives and shit
0: supernatural is a psyop to make us go to libraries more
1: god i listen i did not appreciate my local library when i should have Mm -hmm. like now, I'm just like sitting here desperately trying to check out like the same um, ebook that everyone else in the city is trying to check out. Yeah. Like, God damn it. Because they, they don't have as many ebooks available. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I hate that so much. Okay. Our local library. So, City Hall was uh, there was a protest because they're treating homeless people like really badly and they're not giving them housing. But basically the library had to close down because it's right next to City Hall and there was like a bit of a uh, fire hazard. Like the homeless people were burning stuff without permits, whatever the fuck. So the library was closed for like a week or two at most a month. So a a good while. And (laughs) I got an email from them saying like, hi, if you want to pick up or drop off, we're open again, but please... Don't come fucking near us. This is what our drop-off box looks like. And there was a mountain of books from the (laughs) drop-off. It was just overflowing. It was literally like filling the room of that like little drop box slot that they have outside. Oh, Oh, my God. God. It was kind of funny. (laughs) But it was good. Like, oh, our library gets a lot of attention. Hell yeah. Nice. I should give them more attention, but yeah. (laughs) It's easy to have fun it, with a library card. Is that what it is? <laughs> What? The show Arthur. It's like, having fun's not hard when you got a library card. ba 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 ba
1: Okay, I do know what Arthur is. I do not know what you're talking about. Is there oh, pe- sorry. Are there people in existence, like, who grew up in America who don't know what Arthur is? I I don't
0: know. I never talk about Arthur with anybody except for when Mr. Rappern got married. God bless. Mwah. Perfect. Amen. (laughs) But Arthur. Arthur. Arthur exists. That's all I have to
1: (laughs) say, really. (laughs) Hey, what a wonderful kind of day. We can learn to talk and play and get along with each other. We're- I do not remember the themes of any of the other ones. <laughs> I do remember I was obsessed with those two, Clifford and Cyberchase. Cyberchase oh is clearly the superior PBS um, show.
0: Fair, fair.
1: I will die on that hill. I don't even like math. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you ever watch Zoom? Not as much. It was on, but I didn't prefer that one.
0: I still know the address. Na- the addresses da 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 Boston Mass. Oh, two, one, three, four, (laughs) send it to Zoom.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Were you too old for Maya and Miguel? Maybe? I think so. It's Maya and Miguel, brother and sister and best friends as well. It's Maya and Miguel. I love that one. I mean,
0: got to my head, I thought Maya and Miguel would be like the protax of Dragon Tales.
1: Oh my god.
0: lord oh my god (laughs) okay okay supernatural supernatural
1: yes yes supernatural
0: (laughs) okay 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 good okay supernatural 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 supernatural. this is sarah blake's episode fucking queen we stand. she's in her like sexy black dress (laughs) at the auction and she's like oh a little bit of our history and then she and sam go on a date which was really cute oh my god these two had such good chemistry
1: they did, but, like, girl, get better taste. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Granted, so she was also, like, her mom had just died, and she was, like, I was, like, closed off, and I've been in a shell, and I'm I'm just trying to get out there more. And it's like, all right, yep, Sam has, like, a rebound from trauma. Acceptable.
1: Yes, like, Sam is a safe bet to do, like, if you just want to go on one date and have a pleasant evening, Yes, Sam is a good choice for your first date, and however long it was, yeah, <laughs> good for you, girl. But also, it's just like sometimes things happen, and I'm just like, do do the writers understand how real people work? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Sam is just like very urgently like I need their just right now about the person who bought the painting. Like I you're know. such a bad fucking actor. God fucking bless. But like, yeah. Can you at least, like, try to play it off as, like, some other reason? Like, but no, he just very urgently says that he needs that address immediately. Like, come on, dude. That's really weird. That sets off alarm bells. He was so fucking sus. (laughs) Bless his heart. He does not know how to, like, come off and ask questions and get information he needs without sounding like a really really creepy person but it is never acknowledged in canon that he sounds creepy everyone else just kind of accepts it
0: i like wrote down that he's like really good at improvising on hunts like we saw in the um episode shadow with meg and he like his dad's getting attacked by shadow he's like oh wait flare like i'm gonna use a flare bam right there yeah. conversationally he's oh, the not. fucking
1: worst See, that's where Dean comes in. He's generally better at having conversations with strangers.
0: Yeah, it kind of drives me nuts when, like, the writers make Dean have, like, an awkward conversation. Granted, it's going to happen, but, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it it never quite feels right,
1: you know? Yeah, like, most of the time it's just they have someone being really aggressive at Dean out of nowhere, you know? And it's just like, I mean, yes, he does deserve it. But <laughs> <laughs> but also, why did you choose now in this specific thing, you know? Uh, I-, so I can't bizarre. think of examples, but I know that that's typically what ends up yeah. happening. Someone just gets, like, really suspicious or aggressive at Dean. Typically, it's someone who's hitting on Sam. <laughs> so that may, be, that may be why. Yeah. Um, whether he's pretending to be, like, his, um, like... FBI partner or whatever it is. I'm trying to get in your friend's pants. Go away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I kind of mentioned this in like uh another episode about how uh in the racist episode, well, wow, <sighs> Sam was really interested in Dean's like past relationship with Cassie and I was like I asked him I was like is that normal for siblings? And he was like uh no. And in this episode, Dean is just very interesting it was like hey have you gotten with sarah yeah are you gonna get with sarah you should get with sarah i think you should get with sarah I, i'm gonna help you be with sarah and it's just like it's kind of creepy
1: <laughs> yeah like i think this one is better than the next episode on that front because it feels more like he's just like okay they seem like they could get along and he definitely needs to try to get over jess and he's just being kind of a He's, he's being pushy, obviously. Yeah. Like, I have in my notes several times, Dean's just like, on oh, God, we getting you some pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
0: exactly.
1: Siblings aren't typically like that. Yeah. But also, me and my sister, it probably wouldn't happen if I just saw her interact with somebody. But if she had, like, mentioned a dude that she was talking to, I would be curious. I would be encouraging. But not to this extent. This is a little bit much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, I kind of, like, went through a thought spiral because, like, people have been, like, pointing out, at least in, like, my sphere of the fandom, that, like, Kripke just doesn't fucking like found family at all. He only wants it to be the brothers and that's it. But the problem is, only the brothers can talk to each other about, like, their romantic lives and their sex lives because nobody's around long enough for it to be, like, uh, comfortable to talk about it with. So, like... You know, you know. I mean, I I am not a winces person. I mean, if you ship it, like whatever. I'm to you, no thank you for me. But like, sometimes it is a little bit like you kind of dug your grave when you made these two completely dependent on each other as
1: therapists. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> it just I think that that's kind of one of the main issues. It's just like it needs to have more people be more important you can't have these two people as an island as a show because it doesn't work that way yeah
0: it's fucked like, up
1: if if the show had only had those two as the main characters all 15 seasons it it wouldn't have gotten 15 seasons should
0: i go into the winces fanfic i read
1: <laughs> i'm sorry you you did what
0: the the one I told you about when I read that Winxess fic oh fanfic? like the
1: end of the world or something yeah where it was just them two which was actually very very close to what um, ha- ended up happening in yeah. season fifteen <laughs> wild somebody read that winces fic in the in the writers room I know it so fucking
0: real okay, like I'm okay I may put this in in the episode so I'm just gonna do a re- quick recap is that. You know, back in like 2011, 12, 13, super into the supernatural fandom. And back then, you know, kind of taboo ships weren't
1: regulated. I don't know. Unacceptable.
0: Yeah. But so I would kind of like come across Wincess people every once in a while. And I was just like, eh, no, thank you. I'm just going to go. But ever, but there was maybe like one or two people whose like content I actually enjoyed. So I was like, fucking, I'm just going to like blacklist the tag. But I kept coming across people who say, oh, you got to read this one fic. I know it's Wincess and you can skip those parts, but it's such a good fic. You have to read it. I was like, fine, I'll read it. So I started reading it. Very well done fic. I don't know the name of it. Very, very beautifully written fic. So I start the first chapter. It's very good, minus, like, the parts where, like, Dean stares at his brother's butt. I'm like, gross. So I just ignore those parts. And so basically the fic is they kind of wake up one day and the entire... All humans on Earth are just gone. No explanation. They're just gone. These two are the only people left in the world. And I started reading it. I was like, okay, I need to know why the fuck all humans are gone. So I started going through the fic. Next chapter, a little bit more. So I was like, okay, skimming, skimming. And then I kept doing that with chapters until it was entirely just that. And I was like, ugh. I'm just gonna skip to the end. So I skipped to the end. All humans are still gone. The brothers have, like, started a farm together. And they're fine with that. And they don't try they don't get humans back like that's it all of humanity is gone and that's okay with them what? i can't get over it like you can't just in any relationship it doesn't even matter if it's problematic. Like, you can't just not have people around that's fucked up and i i kept explaining to people like it doesn't fit in You need social connections. You can't have one person, but you're so. If you have a thousand cows, that's still not a substitute for a human person. There's a difference. And it drove me absolutely insane. It's like, okay, sure, it's well written, but what the fuck? It was insane. And that's my Wincess Fix story, the only one I ever. Actually, no, I touched it a lot more because it was like, well, I want to find out what happens. And then every single time I'm like, oh, shit, there was a dead dove in this fic. I can't believe it. I've been bamboozled again.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I'm a fucking idiot anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Sarah's turtle deck, her bisexual little turtleneck. Sarah Blake <laughs> is bisexual. Oh, God. Although I hate it that in the second half of the episode, she kind of becomes a completely different person. Like she has these stupid braided pigtails and she has a, she's not wearing any black. She's wearing an outfit that's completely different from every other time we've seen her. Drove me insane. Drove me insane. She's still kind of like, Sam, we gonna fuck or not? And he's like, no, you don't understand. I've been through a lot. And she's like, all right, okay. And it was really funny because Sam was like, when people are around me, they tend to get hurt. And it's really funny considering that Sam's magic dick of death is like a thing within the (laughs) fandom. And it's like, Sarah, you dodged a bullet.
1: It's so funny because this is before Sam's magic dick of death. Yeah, she
0: could have been the first victim and she just barely got out of there safely.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. I remember, I don't remember where I saw it, whether it was just, like, some people talking on Tumblr or Twitter or whether it was, like, in a fic, but I remember seeing something where Sam was just like, I have to have Rowena check out my dick, I need to know if it's really cursed. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Can you imagine if Rowena was like, uh, actually, yeah, it is. (laughs) I don't know how, when, or why, but your dick is cursed. That's going to be my AU of the week. (laughs) He finds out his dick's cursed and they got to fix it. (laughs) You mean I've just been walking around for the past 10 years with a cursed dick? (laughs) Sam's
0: dick just has like the mark of Cain on it the entire time. (laughs) Oh my fucking god. (laughs) I hate us. So the episode kind of closes out. You know, they find out that the, that the little girl is the big bad of the episode. This was a decently horror episode. It doesn't really... I mean, nothing really phases me anymore. I'm so desensitized, but whatever. Um, okay, there was one part towards the end where... Oh my god, Sarah and Sam, they're like, I love you. I love you too. But we can never be together. Oh, okay. Starcross, so sad. Blah, blah, blah. And he, like, Sam goes back to the car And then we see Sarah like close the door. She like puts her back up against the door, like, oh, the one who got away. And then she hears (sighs) a knock at the door, and Sam's like, wait, let me get a kiss really quick. And she's like, fuck yes, fuck yes, fuck yes. And they kiss. And Dean, it cuts to Dean watching them kiss, and he says, that's my boy. What? Ew. Gross. (laughs) Who says that? I don't see my parents kiss and be like, that's my dad. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's again just playing into those like hyper masculine, like everything has to be about boobs and beer, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's my boy finally touching some boobs.
0: <laughs> it was so nasty. I don't like that. To be
1: fair, I feel like they were what they were going for was a similar vibe for when you see like your friend at a club with a hot yeah. guy and you're like, get it, girl. Yeah.
0: But. That's his brother. His brother should be like, "Ew, <laughs> get a
1: room."
0: There's cooties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, oh I, I I do feel it was a little weird, but probably not as weird as your is you're yeah. finding it. Because honestly, I like I would probably be like, "Hey, get it, girl." My sister, like kissed a hot dude <laughs> i <laughs> i would then immediately avert my eyes though if i'm being honest and be like oh god don't want to see all of that but like i am proud of you
0: yeah i just feel like the very sibling <laughs> thing is to either be like ew gross or just be very loud like woo,
1: woo, 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 get it fucker
0: be like exactly nauseous.
1: you gotta be in the background like get it girl and then yeah like, break apart and just like can you not do that it's like <laughs> can you not make out in front of my face <laughs> Oh my but yeah, God. you're definitely right on that front. Yeah. <laughs> I do love all of the uh, Dean Wing Manning. It was very funny. Like this bitch, he, so he intentionally pretended to leave his wallet at the scene of a fucking crime that yeah. they thought that they had committed. Like the, the painting ends up coming back, but they break in to burn the painting because they're like okay it's the painting burn it and the ghost would go away fine whatever but then he's like oh i guess i dropped my wallet so they go back to the scene of the crime because dean knows that sam would probably hit it off with sarah so like dean did not yeah. drop his fucking wallet yeah dean is some next level wingman shit like okay i'm gonna be real i kind of mm. want him as my wingman because like i need someone to go above and beyond Good god yeah but I just thought that was very, very, very funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I wrote a note. I was just like, oh, my God. What a stupid, like, contrivance to come back to the auction. Like, oh, I lost my wallet on a heist. And then it was like, I had to delete that. because, was like, oh, shit. That's really. This episode is actually, like, very well written. And kind of like I said, like, this is mm-hmm. a very good Supernatural episode. It's got a little bit of everything.
1: Exactly. I also have, like, just two other little dean comments because yeah. like it was in sam episode, so most of my notes were about sam but then i had little comments in the size that don't connect to anything that was just like mm. dean was here but um yeah i really did like when he um used the ashtray as a magnifying glass i was like oh, my boy he's so, so smart, smart. <laughs> and i also liked how he's like ah oh, come on dean when he when he's like trying to use the gun to um hit the wind, hit the windshield. No, not the windshield, the uh, glass. Yeah, the glass. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, oh, come on, Dean, he shoots it. It was just such a relatable moment that like, I was like, oh, me too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Dean was very well. I mean, granted, he like was like hitting on women at the beginning and uh, he was kind of lying to him, which sucks.
1: He's like pretending to be a fucking uh, talent scout or whatever. Yeah. Ugh.
0: But then I will give him props. Sam is like, oh, I don't know if I can be with Sarah. And he's like, you two are both of age and you're both consenting adults. Just make it happen. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like, all right. All right, Dean, you're kind of, you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> okay. Also, there was a point where Sam and Sarah, they're like trapped in the house and they just realized that the, the girl is the ghost that's killing everybody. And, Mm-hmm. Sarah's like, "What do we do? What do we do?" And uh, Sam is like, "Look for salt. Look for iron." They look at around, <laughs> and yeah, and Sam is like looking around the house, and he, and he's like, "Where's the fucking salt? I can't believe these people don't have any salt. Low sodium freaks." I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, yes, that is.
1: I for I forgot that was in this episode. I don't know how I missed making a note of it because that is probably one of my favorite Sam lines of all time. Yeah, like, oh sodium freaks." I just – I love it because it gives Sam some more person. I love it when Sam gets mean. Sam doesn't get mean a lot, but I love it when he gets mean because he's very funny. It is very (laughs) funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My favorite
0: part of the episode where he's, like, talking to Sarah – like, Dean – Dropped his wallet's air quote, and then Sam has to like flirt with Sarah. And they're getting along and they're doing good. And Sam's like, I have to leave town. I'm so sorry. I wish I could hang out. And Sarah's like, Oh, that's such a shame. And then Sam sees the painting and he just yells, Oh my God. And Sarah's like, What? What? Uh, what? Huh? And he's like, Oh, that painting looks beautiful. And she's like, I. Yes, and he just so badly is like i gotta i gotta go i gotta go right now do not sell that painting at anyone um uh oh, uh, uh, bye <laughs> and sarah's like
1: okay you'd think that by now he would be a little bit better at like hiding things even and especially when yeah. he is surprised yeah like, <laughs> that's gotta be like a number one skill to be a hunter yeah like, right I, I love how bad sam is at acting and i love how it's <laughs> yeah. consistent across seasons like that one episode where they're thrown into um the alternate universe where they're supposed to be jared and jensen yeah oh my um, god <laughs> and how he's like the lock and the key like even when he knows he's acting he does it so badly and i love it <laughs> yeah oh my god
0: that is sam, so good poor
1: dumb idiot <laughs>
0: He's such a bad, he's good at hunting, bad at acting. Oh, God. We love to see a Sam characteristic that is purely him. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's so good. Okay, trivia for this episode, I only have two things. So when Sam and Dean are examining the detail of the painting, you can hear Jensen say Jared instead of Sam. And apparently the editors just kept accidentally missing it. And it went through (laughs) and it aired that way. and the other trivia is that sarah appears again in season eight episode 22 clip show and is killed by a hex bag from crowley fucking what uh, yep she gets killed we can't have a fucking character who goes off on a high note and supernatural this is the worst show
1: there was no reason to There's bring no back for the episode. There's now, no reason. Now I don't know whether I'm more angry or more relieved that we somehow accidentally skipped season 8.
0: I I think I watched all of season 8.
1: Oh, so it was season 9 that Yeah, it was sk- season
0: six. 9, because I had the fucking poodle in like season, in like episode 3. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, oh god. For some reason, when it first came out, I in, I, I went back and I watched the poodle episode just for the poodle episode. Because I had stopped watching by that point. <laughs> like, I got on my computer to watch the Poodle episode specifically and nothing oh else. I, why did I do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I ever managed to keep this podcast going long enough to go to season 9, doubt. But if I ever do, the Poodle episode is just going to be its own contained episode. They can't not be. Oh my god. <laughs> this Poodle episode happens like episode 3 or 4 of season 9 and <laughs> i was just out i was like Cass got kicked out that season i don't remember it at all season nine happened i was like i'm gone i can't bye i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm out of here
1: i've said it before and i'll say it again i think we just need to start from where they introduced the leviathans and do it better and just make our own canon from there
0: yeah supernatural reboot but it's season eight on please
1: Oh okay so we need to start from like the end of season six Good. Then start a season seven. That's where our canon takes over. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, the later seasons exhaust me. Every day I learn a new thing about it. And it's, I saw a post earlier today that was just like, Hey, so by we all know that Chuck is God and Chuck is bisexual and had several girlfriends and boyfriends. And somebody pointed out, so like if he had girlfriends and boyfriends, If he had multiple partners, there are several people that had sex with the Christian God and just didn't know about it and just dumped him and went on their merry way. This is a show that exists.
1: This is a show that exists. This is why I think it was a bad idea to make Chuck God. God should have still been elusive.
0: I think it was a bad idea for Christians to not... Go harder on protesting supernatural.
1: <laughs> if the, if Christians protested supernatural as much as they did Harry Potter, we wouldn't be here. Honest to God,
0: <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God! Okay, episode okay. twenty. Yeah, episode twenty. Dead Man's Blood, April twentieth, two thousand six, written by Catherine Humphreys. I shouldn't laugh at her last name. That's rude. Uh, directed by Tony Warmby. While investigating the death of an old man called Daniel Elkins in Manning, Colorado, Dean and Sam meet their father. John Winchester explains to them that Elkins was his friend and he had a cult capable of killing any supernatural creature. They disclose that the old man was killed by vampires and together the Winchesters chase the evil night creatures. I need to start writing the synopses myself. <laughs> Claudio Carvalho from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I love you, but sometimes these kind of are bad. Sorry.
1: (laughs) So this episode was wild.
0: I have so much to say. Okay, we should get the John Winchester shit out of the way because I have so much to fucking say about these shitty, terrible vampires. I hate them. (laughs) I remember watching this episode and I remember like, I don't want to watch this episode again. And. You know, that was, like, a decade ago. And I'm like, why wouldn't Mm. I want to watch it? Like, it's when they find the cult. It's when they're with their dad. There's got to be some good drama in it. And now watching it. Like, I had to take several breaks because I was just like, I can't with these fucking vampires. I can't. I can't.
1: So you're not looking at my Google notes, are you? Uh, I'm not. I don't think I have access to your notes for this one.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. That is probably for the best because I went insane. (laughs) (laughs) So... Let's talk about the actual plot because I have so much to say about these fucking vampires. So fucking, okay. So Daniel Elkins, I kind of double checked. I might be a little bit off, but this is the first other hunter we meet that is in a Winchester. And I'm not entirely sure because I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but this might've been the episode that like cemented that like, oh, the Winchesters are Aren't the only hunters? There is a hunter yeah. culture, and I don't know if that's clear because John is so individualistic about his hunting style, and it's like him and his sons, and that's it. No other hunters. He only talks to other hunters when he absolutely has to. They do meet people that he helped with, like ghosts and shit, like in the um the airplane episode. The guy is like, "Well, I call you because because I need help figuring this out because it's very suspicious." But that's pretty much all we get. We only get, like, people being like, well, there's another supernatural problem happening again, so I might as well call the Winchesters. Mm-hmm. They don't really say that there's other hunters, but I'm not entirely sure because I haven't
1: been paying attention, but yeah. I think they may have lightly referenced it, but this is the only, like, hard thing that you see. Like, this is the first other hunter you meet.
0: Yeah, and then they talk about, like, a little bit of hunter history. They sprinkle it in a little bit, how Samuel Colt was a hunter 170 years back, and he, like, made mm-hmm. the Colt, and he mm-hmm. hunted on horseback and shit, and I was just like, this is a story we wanted. <laughs> like, Supernatural is basically the modern AU of a another universe, is another version of our reality <laughs> where supernatural is a show where a bunch of hunters are fighting monsters in the wild west i feel like that's a show that would absolutely happen but i don't know if it actually has happened in our own real life universe that's a lot of words
1: i think i i think i follow though
0: (laughs) yeah just supernatural is a modern au is all i'm saying you know oh my god
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 no they're a modern AU of something that we don't know exists it, it's something yeah. that exists in their universe obviously yeah but yeah that 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 tracks but like see the the thing about this episode it just it introduced a lot of new things that you're just like oh shit this was new for example there is a part where dinga's vampires <laughs> it's funnier every time i hear it bitch you are known for being vampire killing like that's one of dean's like specialties really oh my god i also just think it's wild because in season four um when he gets sent back in time the first thing that um his grandfather asks him to verify he's a real hunter is how do you kill a vampire and i'm just like they're acting as if vampires (laughs) haven't existed in a long time or that they were like driven into extinction then they never act like that again
0: well okay okay They did say that vampires are driven to extinction, but it was implied that Elkins, the guy we see at the beginning, is like one of the people who drove them to extinction. Like they, vampires are very, very newly extinct.
1: Yeah. The implication was that they were driven into extinction not too long ago, but long enough ago that younger hunters don't know they exist kind of thing yeah
0: that is true that is true like
1: the vibe that I got was Elkins pretty much um, drove them into extinction like let's say 20 30 years ago yeah maybe a little longer depend like he looked old as balls but like <laughs> but yeah like the implication is that they they weren't something that a lot of hunters dealt with in the first place because um, Elkins was so good that he had been driving them into into extinction for years and had finally succeeded at some point like dean thinks it's funny that vampires could possibly exist so like you know yeah
0: that is very strange and like john they
1: never ever act like that again when they interact with a vampire
0: yeah and like john knew a bunch of vampire lore he kept sprinkling it in through the whole time like oh they if they get your scent they have it for life and it's like he got it from elkins
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so i guess he was also hunting vampires with elkins to drive him out of existence but then he just didn't granted he doesn't tell his son's fucking he didn't even tell them about elkins anyway and like truly john just doesn't tell his son's fucking anything and that's why sam fucking rules in this episode because he's like stop keeping shit from us
1: yes you would have thought that they as a family unit would have learned this lesson but it just keeps happening over and over and over They just keep things from each other for no fucking reason. And it just causes strife in the family, and then it causes real-world problems, too. Like, who says their daddy never taught them anything? Yeah,
0: I just truly hate John Winchester's hunting style. It's truly just him against the world, and granted, other hunters are probably this way, but still, this man I mean, we read his journal, which isn't technically canon, but he still does kind of treat it like he knows everything. Mm -hmm. He knows he learned all this stuff through experience. He didn't. He fucking didn't. He is a fucking liar. (laughs) He worked with a bunch of hunters who hated him and he kept having falling outs with them. (laughs) And he, instead of owning up to how shitty he was, he'd be like, oh yeah, I found this out. Like fucking the salt rounds on God, on God. John and Dean did not invent that. I refuse to believe that. That is such bullshit.
1: Honestly, I think this is again, Sam and Dean being like the only ones who are important kind of instituting itself into like the narrative it later gets like kind of retcon that it's kind of yeah it's something that hunters have been doing for a while but if sam and dean are the most important people ever and one of probably a very very small group of hunters that don't really associate with one another then yeah it would make sense you know Yeah. yeah but then they have to retcon it because it just doesn't fucking make sense that john and his son in like the 90s were the first people to ever think of this
0: it's such bullshit and yeah in this episode they talk about the cult a gun that can kill anything so that was built from multiple generations if not millennia of supernatural lore and research Mm -hmm. for this man to have made this gun that can kill anything and Mm -hmm. Uh, I hate Supernatural so much. It's so bad at world building. Oh my god, it is so (laughs) bad at world building. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, oh my god. I keep, I'm looking through my notes and I have to keep scrolling past, like, I have a full page of notes about the just the vampire's outfits because they make me insane. Okay, plot first, plot first. So they meet up with their dad who... Very, very weird tonal shit. They're, Sam and Dean are like talking, and then their dad just like knocks on the window. Kind of like when you are gonna hang out with your friends, you're gonna go for like a midnight <laughs> run to daddy's, and you're just like, hey, I'm here now, let's go plug and party. So the dad knocks on the door. <laughs> Less than a minute later, he's like, I should have told you boys more. I should have respected you. I'm sorry for all the trauma I gave you. And then he leaves. <laughs>
1: He's like, I should have told y'all more. Uh, Proceeds to not do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As Sam is yelling at him the entire episode, he's like, fucking, I put the entire transcript of when Sam fully goes off on John. Just Sam is so pissed off and Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. right. Violence, bite,
1: kill. (laughs) (laughs) See, Sam has never been wrong. I stand by that.
0: (laughs) Sam has never been fucking wrong in his life
1: sam has never been wrong he's never been incorrect he's never been morally wrong he's sam is always fucking right sam and Cass both are always right <laughs> <laughs> god. except for all the atrocities
0: yeah. oh my god so yeah uh like okay i'm gonna go through the transcript of when he like yells at his fucking dad where he's just like hey dad where are we going What's the deal with this gun? And Dean is like, can we not fight? I don't I don't like it when the family fight. He's like on the verge of crying. Like, I don't like it to see my fam- family crying. And John's like, Dean's right. We shouldn't talk about this. And Sam is like, tell us the fucking shit. Something big is happening. Tell us what's happening. And John's like, just go keep driving. And say yeah, John says, get back in the car. Sam says, no. John says, I said, get back in the damn car. Yeah, I said no, <laughs> Dean. I, I copied the transcript like verbatim. So this is the actual script. Dean, parentheses, hovering. <laughs> Very accurate. Very accurate. Dean is like, okay, tough guy. You made your point. Look, we're all tired. We can talk about this later, Sammy. I mean, come on. And Dean drags Sam back to the car and Sam mumbles under his fucking breath. Oh, king. King of passive aggressiveness. This is why I left him in the first place. John. What'd you say? Sam, you heard me. John, yeah, you left. Your, you, your brother, and me. We needed you, and you walked away, Sam. You're the one who didn't come back, Dad. You're the one that closed that door, not me. You were just pissed off. They can't control me anymore. <laughs> and Dean is like, stop it. Stop it. You're tearing this family apart. <laughs> And that's, like, (laughs) it until later where Sam and Dean, like, Dean has to go get some dead man's blood to kill the vampires. And, oh, God, I wish you were looking at my notes right now because uh, Sam and John talk later. And John's, like, somewhere along the line, I stopped being your father and started being your drill sergeant. And Sam's, like, thank you for acknowledging that. Thank you. And then... John is like, by the way, like, since you and your brother were born, I put $100 every month into your savings until your mother died and everything happened. And Sam's like, oh, hey, what happened to that savings? And I, before that happened, I was writing notes and I was like, I swear to God, John probably spent it on guns. And I was right. I was right. He spent it on ammo. He spent it on ammo! Bastard! Disgusting! Bastard
1: this is, that's actually part of my notes, too. Give me one second. I gotta send you this clip because, like, this is in all caps. I'll just go ahead and read you what my note says. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: send you a, uh, <laughs> a screenshot of my notes. And maybe I'll put the screenshot, like, in the actual uh, post for this page because, Jesus Christ... Also with the vampires, damn, bitch, you live like this. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god, we're gonna get to the vampires. I'm like, truly, you have been just like waiting the past couple days. Like, I cannot wait until we talk about the vampires. Oh my god, we just gotta, we gotta get to the, like, the, through the Winchester drama first. Oh my god. So yeah, John and Sam, I guess, reach an equilibrium where John is like, oh, I'm sorry for treating you like one of my fucking comrades in war. And Sam's like, it happens, whatever. Water under a bridge. Also, John drove the most fucking small dick car in the (laughs) entire universe. His fucking car is a Ford truck with the axle raised or whatever the fuck, you know, it's really high off the ground and the tires are really big. So it's like a a faux monster truck. I hate it. I hate it. I hate yes.
1: it. He is a lifted truck.
0: Yes, lifted truck. Thank you. And, that, and then he has, like, the gall to, like, make fun of Dean not taking care of the car. And then fucking, so Dean and Sam are, like, going through the Impala's, like, little gun thing that's, like, buried mm. under the trunk. And John, John's fucking shitty, stupid truck has, like, a remote control electronic, like, gun, uh, oh, what's it called? Like, gun... That pulls (laughs) out And then opens up And has like a decal in the middle of it It is the stupidest thing In this man And this man is like Yeah I spent your college fund on ammo Like oh and this car too Probably you piece of shit You ugly motherfucker I literally hate (laughs) you so much You are everything I hate in this world I hate him so much This car Is my arch enemy this car would see my car on the road and try to ram me off. This is the car that when I was trying to get my driver's license and someone literally tried to drive me off the highway, this is the car that did that. John Winchester tried to drive me off the road during my driver's exam. On God. On God.
1: John Winchester personally.
0: Personally.
1: He knew what He's was like, coming. Thank fuck you, Claire. <laughs> oh my God. Also, okay. I did send you my screenshot too. I love getting mad at him and calling him Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) I keep calling him cumsock in my
0: notes. (laughs) (laughs) that's,
1: That's a word. That's a word one could use to describe Jonathan Winchester. He's a fucking demon.
0: Oh my god. Okay, so to finish out the fucking plot before I dig into these vampires, because holy shit. So they get the cult. There's a bit of a scuffle, and Sam is like about to get his throat slit by a vampire or whatever, and John finally fires the gun to kill the vampire that's threatening Sam, and it's a cool fucking kill, I gotta say. Even for 2000s, pretty Mm -hmm. good shit. The gun fires and there's a thunder effect, and the vampire is standing there with the gunshot in his head. It's like forehead is ashy around it, and he's just, yeah. just like Dean in the finale. He like stands around for like a good ten minutes. We're like, oh my god, I can't believe I've been killed. And his vampire girlfriend is like, just like screaming at oh, Luther, oh my god, I can't believe you're dead, oh my god. And he's still just like, <laughs> and he's like going through the aftershocks, and he like. Gets Gets on his knees and he's just milking it f- to hell, and then finally he dies, and you can for like a split second see like his soul just evaporate. <laughs> it's very strange, but it's very cool.
1: It was a, it was a pretty cool scene. It was just, it's just also very funny that she kept saying his name so much. I'm like, oh well, now I know his name. Yeah. Like, in case you've <laughs> forgotten this person's name, if you missed it, she's gonna scream it five times in a row.
0: I mean, I kind of rewrote a tiny little song for him that we're gonna get to maybe in a few minutes. I'm sorry you did what? I kinda rewrote a song. Okay, really quick. So the Winchester's are on the Demon Hover the Yellow Demon. But I need to talk about the vampire's fashion choices and lifestyle so fucking bad. <laughs> I have so much to say about these vampires. So the vampire lore and supernatural it's fucking shit. Mm-hmm. They're gonna dunk on Twilight in a couple years, and Twilight did better in some ways. So Supernatural takes most of its vampire lore from the Lost Boys movie, which I'm not crazy about. Whatever. We'll get eh. (laughs) Yeah. So like vampires, they're not immune to Yeah, they're immune to sunlight, stakes, crosses. Fucking Kate has a cross necklace. Ugh. Um, they got bloodless, they gotta eat blood but they still drink on or are affected by booze. They're -hmm. hard to distinguish from other humans. The only thing that really sets them apart is that they have a secondary set of teeth that they can pull out like fucking toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. And also when like (laughs) the car lights like go by, it kind of does a like wild animal thing where like the lights glare off the eyes or whatever, which is, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. That's a pretty cool thing to add. So (laughs) the vampires are monogamous and they made for life. They can remember smell to the day they die. I'm double-checking all my notes to see what what else I have about the vampires before I dig into these vampires' fucking fashion because, okay, I think I covered everything because, oh my
1: god, the vampire is just so bad!
0: <laughs> I hate it. So, Holy beginning shit. of- Sorry. I... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I cannot stop motherfucking thinking about these fucking vampires. They're so bad. So, first of all, at the beginning of the episode, they come into this bar where Dan Alkins is writing his fucking notes. This lady... There's this lady, and she's surrounded by a pack of boys, and they're all dressed very 2005. And she... This bitch looked like she walked off this fucking set of Buffy. She's got a pleather kind of corset shirt... With frayed jeans and like, uh, like frayed bootcut jeans and like I don't know some fucking boots, and then st- like the straight hair, but it's it is literally the Rachel hairstyle. Oh my motherfucking god! So she fucking goes and she she and her cronies like go kill the dude, and they're all just like wearing like beanies and denim vests. Ugh, disgusting. So. This woman's fashion is horrible. <laughs> During, like, the final climax, the final confrontation, she is wearing mm-hmm. a white long sleeve shirt. Over that is a black graphic tee. And then over that is a denim vest. And then she's wearing a cross necklace with her Rachel haircut. <laughs> it's such a bad look. That's your vampire? That's what your vampire looks like? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so... Oh my god! In (laughs) these, I'm going insane. I hate these vampires so much. They're so bad. (laughs) They live in a fucking barn. They sleep in a bunch of ugly hammocks. Like (laughs) literally, just the damn bitch. You live like this meme. Literally, it's that. They just are the most wearing the most 2000s outfits in the world they are just drinking the in the woods (laughs) (laughs) they look like i was like they look like a band they look like a band what band do they look like and i kept going through i'm like okay um matchbook 20 a little bit a little bit a little bit okay all american rejects i'm getting closer i'm getting closer nickelback oh i'm getting really close i can feel it i can feel it creed that's the band they look oh like. God. That is oh what God. they fucking look like. They look <laughs> like modern day Leonard Skinnerd Creed roadies. They look so fucking bad. This fucking bitch looks like Dark Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then there's this other girl. There's two vampires. There's two female vampires in this posse. One of them dresses like Dark Willow from Buffy. And the other one, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. We talked about this earlier. I think we actually meant to keep a count up because this girl is wearing a denim miniskirt and a tank top, cowboy hat <laughs> and boots this is, a vampire. this is a vampire this is a vampire i can't get over it oh my god yeah, awful and she's wearing a, a big she's wearing a belt that i probably wore in middle school disgusting awful horrible and so oh my fucking god i can't get over it so we see these guys we see these cronies and then so we got kate we got this cowboy girl we got a couple other people there is one person of color vampire cool i guess whatever but the crowning gem is their leader luther (laughs) top to bottom let us go from top to fucking bottom jesus christ jesus christ
1: so dear
0: luther sorry i'm gonna have I i could i could write a five-hour comedy special about these vampires. I don't even care if it would be funny to anybody else but me. Because, Jesus Christ, these vampires are the worst version of vampires I've ever seen. These are literally the vampires that middle-aged men wrote in 2005 that they thought would be make cool vampires. These are the men who saw the last bo- Lost Boys movie and were like, oh, these are the coolest vampires in the world. And that's all. That's the Claire. only vampires they give a shit about. This, oh Claire. my god. So, wait sorry. Okay.
1: Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but Middle-aged men in 2005 did in fact write these vampires. That's what I
0: am saying. These are exactly what these vampires are. Middle-aged men in 2005 writing vampires being like, I think this is what's cool. And then would later be like, oh, Twilight vampires are fucking stupid and shitty. Like, bro, look at your past work. You can't do shit. So, God, so Luther. Fucking Luther. Oh, my God. This motherfucker. First of all, his hair is parted perfectly in the middle. <laughs> okay, that's a choice. And then the mm-hmm. rest of his hair is tussled purposefully mm-hmm. with, like, got-to-be styling <laughs> gel. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. So then we see him. He's wearing, like, two to three to five necklaces at a time. They're all... I'm shocked that he doesn't have a puka shell necklace. On oh, God. I would not have been surprised if he had one. But they're all just, like, the... It's, you know, it's that black kind of cord that is, like, kind of waxy and feels bad to touch with, like, a little, like, spiral metal thing at the bottom. You know, if you lived in 2005, you know exactly what I mean. It's just an ugly little man necklace that men were just like, oh, it has a black chain, so it's okay. Like, okay, whatever, fine. So he's wearing, like, five of those. (laughs) He... Goes out in the day to like meet up with one of his vampire friends, and he is wearing a graphic t shirt. I can't describe it. it. It, I'm telling you, just Google Creed, Google like Creed graphic t shirt. That's the t shirt. It's just a random weird, it's like a vintage, it's like faded, uh, you know, it's purposefully faded. Oh my god, and oh my god, I hate it so much. But the crowding. Jewel. And I saw this and I had to message everybody. I had to tell everybody about this. I... Went insane when I saw this. So Luther is making out with his girlfriend Kate, and Kate is like, "Ooh, we should bring this other girl." Oh my god, we even didn't even talk about Jenny. <laughs> we'll get to that. So they, she like is looking at Jenny, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm bisexual. So like, wanna join our threesome or whatever?" Oh, that's a whole another. Con- yeah, this is the girl who shows up at the supernatural finale. I I can't believe I forgot. I need. To, I'm on. I'm on a tangent we're gonna keep going so (laughs) luther and his girlfriend are like oh let's have a fucking threesome with this girl we can have so they're both shirtless kate and luther they're shirtless and they walk over to her and you can see on the screen we see luther's pants situation and chain wallet in his junko jeans chain wallet in his jungle <laughs> Luther's got the gift card that you need. Every vampire has to listen to the creed. This man, this vampire, who is 170 years old, has a motherfucking chain wallet! A chain wallet, a chain wallet. This cool. vampire has a chain wallet. I can't get over it. He has a chain wallet!
1: Claire, he did you know channel. that I was also drinking water, and you almost- I almost died. <laughs> I, had to, I had to put myself on mute for a second so that I didn't cough <laughs> and, like, wheeze in your ear. <laughs> this man!
0: This vampire has a shade This man! This actor in 2005- woke up that day styled his hair he parted his hair in the middle and then styled it with his got to be gel was like yeah that's looking good he put on his fucking 2005's clothes he put on his junko jeans chained his wallet to his pants (laughs) drove to the supernatural set went up was like okay I'm ready for makeup and maybe he got a little tiny bit of makeup he brought I think he got some eyeliner and then he went to the costume designer and he was like hey do you have a costume for me and the costume designer was like no you're good that's what you look like <laughs> that is your that's your look you're already wearing it bruh you're, you're- <laughs> he just Drove to set in his vampire costume. I'm not kidding. We see his wallet. There was an imprint of a wallet in his pants that probably has his real-life driver's license. And all <laughs> his certificate, he probably has maybe a $100 bill in there if he's lucky. I can't believe it. They really met this man, to do this. You know, after watching this episode, the juggalo minds... At the finale make a lot more sense, especially considering that Jenny is a part of this low vampire cult. It makes perfect sense now. It makes sense. These bitches a hundred percent listen to corn. Oh my god! I hate it! I hate these vampires so much! They're the worst. they're just horny, and they go to hot topic. That's it. They're the worst <laughs> vampires I've ever seen in anything ever. And the the people who wrote this, granted, one of them was a woman. so like, I shouldn't be me, but she wrote, she only wrote the script. The man that directed this allowed a costume designer to just. Five. No, she doesn't
1: get a pass for being a woman. She has bad taste, too. Yeah, I guess it was 2005,
0: so maybe she made the cowboy outfit. Oh, my God, I can't believe they allowed vampires to wear jinko jeans. This man, this vampire is 170 years old and so he has a chain wallet. So, that's all I... Oh, my God. The last... Kind of the last note I have is, like, these people... All of these vampires, they wanted all of these vampires to be Spike from Buffy, and they fucking whiffed it so bad, I can't believe it. (laughs) Holy shit. I could go for a whole other, you know what, next week, I'm just gonna talk about these vampires
1: some more, because I can't stop
0: thinking about these vampires. I can't, I can't stop thinking about
1: them. I I don't know if I'll survive that. You've nearly choked me twice. (laughs) Only one was because I was drinking water. The other one was because I just couldn't fucking breathe.
0: (laughs) God, this fucking episode. Like, yeah, John Winchester sucks, but these vampires suck even worse. Oh my God. I could truly just talk about them for hours. Oh my God. Okay, I, I gotta cut myself off, though. Is there anything else you want to say about this episode?
1: There's, like, a lot that I want to say about this episode, but, like, I don't necessarily know if A, will have the time, or B, it will be able to compare in any ways. I mean, we can save it for the next week. the hell that was. You know, we can
0: save it for <laughs> next week.
1: I think if we cut out all of the bad singing in the middle, we might be able to get some more, like, good I'm content. I'm not fucking doing that. Also, I did just want to say one thing that I did appreciate from the vampires. Uh, revenge isn't worth much if you end up dead like okay you are actually right on this one mr vampire but also they're just like we're just trying to live do we deserve to live or something like that it's just like uh you are killing people you do not have the right to kill people (laughs) yeah like i mean you do have the right to like be out there living but you are murdering people sir
0: (laughs) yeah and you don't have to you can just get blood okay next episode is definitely gonna be talking about supernatural vampires so trivia uh while Thim in the episode Taurus spotted a sniper quote unquote uh, in Stanley Park, and the police locked down the park. The crew, who had waited for over an hour, later learned that the sniper was a supernatural crew member with an <laughs> aluminum briefcase that resembled a oh rifle case. My oh, my God. Oh, my
1: God. What? Lord- yeah. <laughs> That's insane.
0: I know. The inscription on the cult says, timbo Mala, which means, I will fear no evil None. I actually knew somebody who has that tattooed on their wrist, I'm no longer friends with him, but that, that tattoo does slap. I don't like that person, but that tattoo slaps, I gotta say. <laughs> and the last piece of trivia is, there's a, apparently an official companion book for each season, which I should get my hands on. I'll just illegally download them, whatever. Uh, the oh season God. one <laughs> official companion has a copy of the letter Daniel Alkins left it for John. It says, John, if you're reading this, I'm already dead. I don't know who's more stubborn between us, but, well, you know. It's a damn shame to have you say goodbye this way. But if you knew the truth of it, you'd probably have killed me f- yourself. You see, old friend, I've got the colt. At least I had it. Can't say who or what might have it now. Check mm-hmm. my safe. The combination's one you can remember. 3, eight, two, 11. If it If it ain't there, just follow the trail of my blood. I really do pray you get the gun and put a silver bullet right between that bastard's yellow eyes. The number to the safe is basically Mary's death kind of rearranged but yeah just it says so much about john like every fucking hunter they meet is like john is a stubborn bastard (laughs) and either the person is like and i damn respect it or i want to kill him for it i hate him so much yeah like that's that's his like personality he's just a stubborn bastard that's the first thing anybody says about him he's just a
1: bastard man
0: yeah Never, nobody ever sees Sam and Dean as like, oh, you have your mother's eyes or something like that. They're always like, oh, hey, Sam and Dean, your dad fucking sucks and I hate him. And I <laughs> might respect him if you're lucky. There's like a 30% chance that I actually like your dad, by the way. It just, you'd probably have killed me yourself for this gun.
1: <laughs> like, that's the kind of friend yeah. he has.
0: And, like, you know, I've said multiple times that the John Winchester diary is technically non-canon. This is in canon. (laughs) This man literally said, hey, John would kill me if he knew I had this special gun so he could (laughs) avenge his dead wife for no fucking... Oh, my God. I hate John Winchester so fucking much. What kind
1: of of a weird relationship do you have to have with somebody where you have a falling out... You know they would kill you for something that you have, but you do still leave it to them in your will, kind of. Sort of. Like, what the hell?
0: It's insane. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> all hunters are so fucked up. They don't know how to have normal relationships. They
0: don't. It's annoying. God, just one therapist. At least one. Come on. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. So do you have an AU of the week?
1: I do. Yeah. Um. Basically like a uh, fighter game AU where all the characters are playable characters in this game. Um, The idea can go through like many iterations depending on like what you want to do with it. Because if you want to do a more Street Fighter thing, there's not really too much crazy. Of course, each of the characters has their specialty and they each kind of um, have their own, you know, skills and Honestly, I was mostly just thinking about it from the terms of once you select a character in one way, shape, or form, they like say a little thing and how fun that would be to have different characters say different things and how Dean probably at the start would say shit just like season one cocky dean shit like cute, I think I'm adorable, you know, stupid shit like that. Sam's Sam's thing would obviously be, so get this. <laughs> well, that could be one of them. Of course, they all have different voice lines. I'm mostly focusing on the voice lines here for now. Mm-hmm. I love the idea where if, um, if it's a video game where you like assemble your team to go up and battle against whatever the next boss is, um, like Castiel, if he's on um, a team with one or more Winchesters, excluding John his voice line will be always happy to bleed for the winchesters yeah and then they all have generic lines too but they have some special lines that come into play like if another character is there like let's say um sam and dean are on the same team one of their like co-voice lines can be jerk and bitch you know (laughs) their whole little thing um i also really really like the idea um I do not know how to pronounce this name, so please don't get mad at me if I say it wrong. I have a friend who really likes the Desagia, Desagia, whatever, games, and one of the um, things that they do is characters get different, like, bonuses and shit if they're on a team with certain other people. So, um, different things come into play and their stats are affected depending on who's on their team or where they are on the battlefield. And I think that would be really, really cool. Like, um, we actually talked for a really, really long time about this. Like, let's say once Sam drops below a certain amount of health, Dean's attack goes up or something like that, because the protective instinct kicks in. Well, you know, shit like that would be really, really cool. Of course, because we're little DCeller shippers. D- Hellers. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There could be one where it's just like, okay, well, Cass is obviously going to be a tank. Like, obviously. Oh my god, yeah.
0: Like a tank healer I think there's a tank healer at Overwatch, but continue.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, one of the things, like tanks, they take a lot of damage, but they also, like, their goal is to prevent other people from getting damage. So, you know. Yeah. In whatever form that takes. So, um, the idea, like, could be, like, okay, well, if you set um, Castile next to Dean, he'll take all or half of Dean's damage, like, or something like that. And it's just like, oh my god. And then. This is, this is really, really upsetting, but we, we had to go there. Just so if Cass somehow dies during the battle, Dean gets a negative, like, status effect. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) And so it would basically be his, like, defense and speed, like, evasion go down. Um, we were thinking Dean gets a special occasionally, and, like, as you progress, it, it becomes, like, more powerful, but it also comes with, like, a more, steep sacrifice that's basically um basically like a reckless attack kind of deal mm. because dean would probably be one of the characters there that just deals a lot of melee damage
0: yeah i was going to say he's like a dps person for sure
1: yeah like probably Someone with the highest DPS that has nothing to do with magic. Like, the only other characters that are more powerful are either supernatural or or magic is involved. He's probably one of the characters. Because, like, that's kind of what they set him up as in the show. Like, the perfect killing machine, you know?
0: Yeah, he's kind of like a mix between Soldier 76 and McCree.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Kind of like that. So... We came up with some, like, names for some of, like, the moves and status effects that are so Mm -hmm. fucking funny. Like, the idea is, um, I I think it'd be cool if the first time you're introduced to this status effect is right at the beginning of the game, you're actually playing as John, and it's the Widower. Oh my god. It's right after Mary dies. So later, this effect affects Dean, and you're like, oh shit, because everyone calls it the Widower arc. (laughs) Whenever. Yeah. (laughs) So he's just like, oh shit, Dean is having the same effect that John had when <laughs> when Mary oh died. God, yeah. But the thing is he's getting more reckless. So um he's taking more hits, but his attack is going up significantly. Dead man walking is what we called it. Basically, like he does not intend to get out of this fight alive. Like, the oh first God. time you see a version of this is probably earlier in the game, when um, it's like the equivalent of when he sells his soul. He knows the clock is ticking. Um, oh but God. then it comes back um, as part of the, the like kind of status effect when uh, Cass dies off. Dead man walking, you get a very, very good boost to your attack. But your evasion and your defense go to shit. <laughs>
0: I am very physically hurt by the name of this attack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. I don't know if she wants her name said, but you can thank my friend for that one. Um, I also think Sam, I think it'd be really cool if we had his character kind of... Basically, his specialty depends on who else is he's on the team with. He's kind of like a jack of all trades. Yeah. So if you put him on a team with a bunch of um, magic users or... Um, supernatural beings he probably leaned a little bit more into that so he's kind of the person like probably the equivalent would be he's probably one of the only characters that um, can use all classes of weapons or something like that that's kind of what I imagine would be a Sam specialty um, I also really like the idea that um, of course there's those generic voice lines but then there's like other character specific voice lines um, I love the idea that every time You like start around, a voice line is said by all of the characters, right? Yeah. One of Cass's voice lines, though, is just dead silence. Like, they actually, like, pro, like, the (laughs) fictional programmers of this fictional game program in a voice line that's saying nothing. And that's if um, John is on um, his team (laughs) and John says something. (laughs) It's just (laughs) eerie. Like, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm losing most of it, but those are kind of like the kind of fun energy that I kind of wanted for it. Of course, actually, there was a lot of like really depressing shit, but like that's what you gotta do. When you think about DCL, you have to, you know, think about how much it hurts.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, just, uh, yeah, we were just talking about how anytime John Winchester says fucking anything, Castiel is just like judgmental glare
1: yeah exactly also i did want to follow it up so um yeah. i wanted to hurt you more um i was imagining after you get a certain amount of kills with dean uh you unlock an achievement called daddy's blunt little instrument <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then there's also there's probably a a heartbreaking scene where cast dies like let's say like it's going to be have to be one of those games where each round is individual so like if if a character dies in that round you can still use them on a, a different part, but um, there's probably a part where he perma dies in-game. And then after all that fades to black and then it's just like, you got an achievement! <laughs> 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 I just think that's so funny. For life of me, I can't remember what mean name I came up with for that achievement. <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh my god. I think that's hilarious. You get this heart-wrenching scene and then it.
0: okay so my au of the week is just is just art history nerd sam (laughs) oh my god i want him to be art history nerd so much just because i am also an art history nerd. i love (laughs) art history a lot and it kind of works perfectly because this week somebody i'm going to link to it somebody made a sam winchester post with Mm -hmm. a um ed hopper painting ed hopper did the Nighthawks, that painting where it's like a bunch of people in a cafe, kind of corner cafe, and they're it's like the middle of the night and they're all s- like sitting.
1: Around. Oh, and there's no door.
0: Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> and somebody made a post with that, and well, not that painting specifically, but just connecting, connecting Edward Hopper and Sam Winchester, and how there's just a. When you look at his paintings, there's just a sense of, lo- like, an ever-present sense of loneliness and otherness to it. That, And there's also a very Mer- a very ness of it, mm-hmm. too, at the same time. It just, it works so perfectly with Sam, the more I, like, I'm looking at his paintings right now on my phone and just, they're so fucking perfect for, like, especially season one Sam. Just, like, mm-hmm. he truly is just of another world and yet he is a part of this country and this world there's this painting of there's like a man at a gas station like tending to one of the like mm-hmm. i don't know old school gas tank thingies and it's just oh my god you could just see the winchesters pulling up there and do what they're fucking oh my god i i'm spiraling i'm spiraling right now so <laughs> <laughs> okay so this has been hell and complicated i'm duplas on tumblr duplus 27 on twitter duplas everywhere though
1: um, well, you know, you know the deal. You can't find me, but if you want to summon me, I don't, I don't know. Figure something out. <laughs>
0: um, but, 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 but. you can find us at Helen Podcast on Twitter, Helen Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. Um, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this. And lastly, Misha Collins. Give me some book recommendations for the library. Oh my God. What if Misha Collins was a librarian at our library?
1: Oh. <gasps> I would go insane. He probably are you goes, writing Are you writing RPF in real time right now?
0: <laughs> this is the one time I'm writing RPF where he's a librarian at my library and I meet him and I'm like, me Misha Collins, I'm a big fan. Um and I, I have a podcast and I really want you to come on it. And I named the first episode. Misha Collins will be on this podcast, so you have to technically come on it. And also I really want to check out this copy of Little House on the Prairie. Thank you. I'm blocking you. (laughs) Have a good day, everybody, and carry on, my wayward kids. (laughs) I'm gonna go to the bathroom really quick. You can keep going, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, I really have to pee.
1: Have fun, be safe, wash your hands. Go the fuck off, please. (laughs) I don't know if I could just talk to Empty Air, though. Can I wait till you get back? Oh, she's gone. She's already gone. Okay. Okay.